0: Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky, featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington, a staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Welcome to the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and I'm going to be pounding out the best regional metal for you tonight. If you're new to this show, pick up your hammer and get down with some of these featured guests. Got any questions or comments? Send them to MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson. Thank you all for tuning in today on Friday April the seventeenth, and my guest today is Guy Hinton from Echo Soul in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's going to be coming on the show talking about their upcoming album, is supposed to be out on April the twenty fourth, and featuring a few different singers. But you know, the one that everybody is uh, curious about uh, from the Three Tremors and Judas Priest would be Tim the Ripper Owens. Holy shit, that's awesome! Two bands in two weeks who have featured a. Uh, ripper owens on vocals on their stuff that's pretty damn cool before we get into that i'm gonna look on loudwire here because you know i like to do that occasionally just gonna read through the headlines here danzig has made a statement about the misfits doing something new that might be kind of cool 37 years ago dave mustaine was fired from metallica and thus incited a war that would last until like 2012 50 years ago this past week the beatles broke up 32 years ago Iron Maiden released Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Hell yeah, you know, that's pretty cool shit. So how is everybody out there today? You know, I'm I'm doing fairly well amidst all this uh, virus bullshit, you know. It's it's been kind of hard. Honestly, I can't can't lie about that cuz you know, we all want to go to shows, we all want to support our friends' bands and uh, everybody else. And if you know, bigger bands, you know, if you if you had tickets to shows and shit like that, you know, a lot of the The summer festivals have been canceled already and to be rescheduled and shit, but you know, it's, it's kind of hard and we're all just trying to make it through. So keep trying to make it through as well. If you have any kind of questions or concerns for the metal forge, you know, you can email me at metalforgeradio at gmail.com. If you have any kind of music from the eighties to the mid two thousands, like 2005, you know, that's kind of around the indiana kentucky ohio illinois area you can always email that to me as well because i'm always looking for not big bands you know not like i don't want the testament or death angel or any of that stuff you know i've got all that i want bands that nobody's really heard of or if you have heard of them that like Crowhaven, for example out of danville kentucky awesome ass fucking band I've got some pretty awesome news. I've got a band called Worms coming on next week. And after that, the Metal Forge goes international with Spell from Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, Canada. And then the following week, we go overseas with Under King from the United Kingdom. That's going to be fucking cool. You know, first um, out of the United States bands, I should say. That's going to be fucking awesome, and I can't wait for that. So, tune in and meddle the fuck out with us, all right? Because that's what it's all about. So thank you to everybody who also is uh, out there listening. I appreciate it. Um, if you feel so cool, you know, you might just um, head over to the Patreon page, drop a dollar in the in the bucket. Uh, I am changing a few things on there as well. Whereas if we get $250 a month, I'm going to start uploading uh, two, at least two episodes a week. And if we get uh, $500 a month, I plan to do at least four episodes a week plus some uh, exclusive Patreon posts, which is patreon.com metalforge radio. Anything is accepted. You know, we have a dollar, five dollars, 20, 40, 50, whatever, you know. You, and you can put in custom amounts too, that where you're not just on a tiered basis, you know. But there are awesome things like, you know, shirts. Hoodies, patches are going to be on there. Stickers are on there, and then you know you got the down and thirty dollar stuff where it's you know it's all good. So anything helps, and I appreciate everything, all the feedback that you guys give me because it's that feedback that lets me pick these bands like Underking and Spell and Worms and Echo Soul. That's stuff that you guys want me to want me to contact and and review and interview these people. So, I dig it. I love it. I thank you guys. Here is Echo Soul. So I'm being joined on the phone with Guy Hinton from Echo Soul. Guy, how you doing, man?
1: Doing good, man. Doing good.
0: And you are from Fort Wayne, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that is correct.
0: So tell the listeners out there about Echo Soul. How did you all start?
1: Well, Echo Soul is really it's a new brainchild. Um, it used to be, be an apparition. It wasn't nothing big and get uh, out there and and record anything it was just a lot of live stuff and you know jamming around and really that was what the band name was originally going to be it was apparition and when i started making this music it wasn't really the original members doing it. it was just kind of just me that at this point Uh kind of starting this project back up again and i felt you know it's a different time and the music is kind of coming out a little bit differently and it just needed a name change and When I started hitting on the lyrics itself, uh, really, I had to come up with something that really was the center of everything. and What made sense about what I'm writing about. And that's where the name started to enter in. Awesome.
0: It's currently you. Who else is in the band?
1: Well, obviously, if, if you get a chance to hear the album when it comes out, and I'm sure you've heard the singles already, um, it's a collaboration with quite a few people. Um, it's not just me and there. I, mean, I got Rob Lundgren singing vocals, Tim Ripper Owens singing a couple songs. I had uh, Samus Paulicelli doing drums. I had uh, Nick Nocturnal guest guitaring. I had Garrett, you know, Jay Peters on doing some guitar stuff. So it's been a collaboration. Um,
0: Absolutely. And uh, one major name that I think all of the listeners out there recognize mm-hmm. is uh, Ripper Owens,
1: of course t- tell of course. T-
0: tell us about that how did it's like <laughs> did you just sit there and say, "I want to reach out to this guy or did you know <laughs> did you know him from something previous how did that how did that come about?
1: Well, I mean, he's only really two hours from here.
0: he used to own uh, Tipper, uh, the
1: Rippers tap house in Ohio. And uh, I used to be actually the president of the Freedom and Riders uh, bike club, and uh, we used to do some rides for patriots and uh, military vets. And I was I was obviously a fan of Ripper. You know, it was kind of the same same age bracket, very similar, close to. And uh, we was going to go out and do a ride, actually out to the Ripper Step House and take like fifteen guys up that way for a ride. And unfortunately, we set it up to come out there, and he invited us a group. And he's going to give us a discount i never happened to hear I was supposed to, but I kept tabs and, uh, it ended up closing, but I, I kept the contact info and he, uh, ended up posting something on Facebook, you know, just kind of like, just checking out things are going on. He said, Hey, anybody want to do some recording? I'm available. So I'm like, well, I'll just shoot a note, see what happens, fill it out. And I did, you know, I shot him some, some demos of some of the guitar work and say, Hey, you want to do this? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. uh, So he was on it, man. He's like, dude, I'm leaving right around December, I think is when he's going to go on tour, November, December. He had to do the Ronnie James Dio, and he was going to start the Three Tremors next. So I had to hit him up before then. So I got him three songs, and uh, we were going to do probably the whole album, honestly. We might have done the whole album together, but we just didn't have the time, which is fine, which is fine, because I think what he did, worked great for his vocals. And what I did with Rob, I think worked great for Rob's vocals. So, or, uh, you know, for, for my other vocals as well. So, um, so what he did, the three songs, I'm, I've had two of them on the uh, album and I got a third. I'm going to combine his lyrics with Rob. So we did a cut with both of them singing. We're going to do a duet. I'm going to release that single later, which would be pretty cool. So then people can kind of see the contrast and just, it'd be original. So,
0: Right, and the song one of the songs that he appears on is Where Echoes Go, correct?
1: Yep, exactly, and awesome. it was made for him. That song I wrote specifically for his voice. The two that he sung first, Cobwebs of the Mind and uh, Elemental, they were already ready. Um, I pictured his vocals working on there, so that's the ones I gave him, but Where Echoes Go, I made it on the spot. I made it in two weeks. Um, I already had a few of the wrists sitting in my brain and I already had them kind of down working on Pro Tools. And I was like, "Man, I need a painkiller song that's made for Tim." And that's what I sent to him. And that was actually ended up being the first one he recorded instead of the last. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty cool.
0: That is super cool, you know. And you know, given from you know my age group, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm I'm younger than you are, especially with what you had said that he was closer to your age group. Like, and the he's pretty much, you know the The Judas priest of my generation, right, I mean, yeah, yep. we still had like you know when I was born, yeah, of course, they were in their stride, but when I was you know a teenager and mm-hmm. young, uh you know, you know twelve, thirteen fourteen, you know he was it was before Rob even came back,
1: of course, to Judas of course. Yep.
0: so, yeah, absolutely,
1: I call them the fresh years, I call him the refresh years for Judas Priest. it's like a second wind. Because uh, when Rob left, they, they were kind of, you know, they needed to kick him aside a little bit, and they reached out and tried something new. And, you know, a lot of us just Free fans were like, oh, man, what are you going to do? You know, because how can you replace Rob? His, his sound is, is phenomenal of so Rob. They couldn't have picked a better guy. I think, Tim, if you listen to the live albums for doing Jesus Freeze, he's perfect for Jesus Freeze. It, it. I kind of feel like he kind of got robbed a little bit when because of the two albums he did they disappeared you don't see much of them but i think what he did was a huge chapter just for his history and and you're saying it like i said your your age group and hearing it you know that's good stuff
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: it's great stuff
0: you know it's almost in that whole time you know the in the early to mid 90s Mm -hmm. the um it's kind of like the two biggies did the exact same thing you know maiden and priest sure that both sure. had new vocalists come in
1: right well it was perfect for i think it was perfect for ripper because it launched his career got him recognized and he got on some great projects from there i mean that put them in eister's that put them in char walls the dam which to me it's phenomenal i love the sound of char walls the Dam. Icers, i love too but for me I think that project it gets totally missed. I think is one of his best. char of the Dam, both the albums. Well, actually got three, I believe, but the first two specifically. But yeah, he's just he's a good vocalist. He's solid all around. He's metal. He's what you call metal,
0: right? Oh, I 100% agree with it. So in the digital age and mm-hmm. and everything, how do you write a song for a project like <laughs> what you have?
1: um it's really it's he's
0: two hours away yeah everybody else i'm sure is not in the same city as you of
1: course course. yeah none of us in fact the only person i work with i got a friend here that has a studio here locally but he only worked on one track out of this whole album everything else was kind of outdone the mixing got done away from my house but the guitars got recorded right here in my house Um, i got a studio set up i did pro tools you know set up through a line six helix I dueled my sounds and I went through about three different guitars. Um, you know, two of my sectors are pretty much throughout this whole album. I would riff it out. I would, uh, basically lay the track, um, you know, record it, put in Pro Tools. I go back and forth and there's a guy named Artem that I've been working with that's doing the mixing engineering. He's also a good bassist and he does drum, drum samples as well. So before we had the live drum tracks, we had samples that uh, I had Artem do on top of my rhythm. So we go back and forth, i tweak the sound, I'd send it to him, he'd fix out the timing, I would get a basic track minus bass and just with samples, and I'd get that out to, to Rob, that's all he would need. So as long as I had the rhythm track, the melody, the lyrics, I'd put it to him, that's it. I, I was usually writing the lyrics probably about three quarters into the song. I either had an idea in my mind already, or I already had it wrote, and I just kind of tweak the, the the chorus, you know, keep the meaning, but I would kind of make it sound. Once the song got tweaked a little bit, I'd do the embellishes and say, "Yeah, this is what he needs to to really feel him to sing." Absolutely. And I just kind of listen.
0: The fine tuning aspect of yep. it.
1: Yep. Okay. Exactly. I
0: can, I can get that. That. Yep. Definitely. So, what is the allure to music to, for you? The allure. What brings you, what, what says to you, this is what I have to do.
1: Boy, that's a, that's a a vast question, quite honestly, because man, well, obviously we kind of talking about it before you went live, but I'd set music down for probably 10 years. It doesn't mean I, I stopped listening, but I stopped writing. I stopped playing I just got involved with life, you know, picked up, started a company had the the freedom riders the bike you know group and doing a lot of you know activities and i just didn't have the love for music because the musicians weren't available to play with to record and that was always my passion was recording and nobody wanted to go in studio they wanted to play live and do covers that was never my thing that's where my love kind of fell off so 10 years almost 15 really um Funny thing happens, uh, my daughter gets married, and we decide to to move her in the house so they can save some money to get out in the real life. <laughs> so we move them down to the basement, and I have to move some of my gear, all my guitars and everything. And uh, we move it to a smaller room, which becomes my music studio, and we give them the lower level. in doing so, I pick up uh, one of the, the seventh string. I just start strumming, <laughs> and that was it. It just fueled me all over again. I started writing riffs, and I just recorded one after the other, just falling out of my head like an alien zapped into my brain, and I just started writing riffs. I ended up with about 157 within two months. I said, I need to start recording, and uh, I already knew the technology was there, that I didn't need to find anyone else but whoever's available. I can send it to them, and we can collaborate, and that's where this started. So far as the music itself i've always been a metal fan i've never stopped as far as being a fan and there's certain music that's always driven me um all the way from you know testament judas priest iron maiden uh tell today's music i mean there's so many good bands out there, like morris principian uh este which is solely hard to a lot of people can't even pronounce their name <laughs> i probably don't even do it right um you know to even the new day dream theater stuff other than you know what's going on with them now, but there's just good music and it's never quit. Uh, metal may have faded from radio, but it never faded from the metal community. Um, true. So go ahead. Cause, cause yeah.
0: if it did, it, if it did fade from the community, I would, I would probably be doing the, uh, the old school forge or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which would probably still be a fan base for that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. Totally get it. No, yep.
0: absolutely, completely. Yeah. What inspires you to write music? <clears throat>
1: uh, I'm sorry. Writing. Did you have
0: something else you wanted to?
1: No, no, no. I, actually, that's perfect because that's what I was thinking of. Um, writing has always been my blood. I used to actually, funny thing, when I was in high school. Um, somebody made it big. their glam band down in L.A. But and there, I was in high school, about 16 years old, and I was writing riffs before I could even play music. And uh, I was writing this song out. And uh, somebody behind me and one of the girlfriends of the guy in the band said, you know what, we're having trouble writing lyrics and I seen your poem, it looked cool. I was like, well, it is a song. He said, do you mind if we get a song from you for our band? <laughs> and uh, they end up carving it out and actually taking it and using it and they end up making it with, uh, with Oh wow. In in Hollywood, I I got credit on it to a degree, but I don't think I got my name on it. didn't matter. I was a kid. It was just cool to actually contribute to it, but I knew right then that I had a a gift or at least a want to write music. Um, Everything I put into poetry or doing music, I just had that metal mind of, like, well, just picture, when you hear Iron Maiden, do you just think of Bruce's voice? Do you also think about the lyrics? You think lyrics as well. They write great.
0: I I am... A huge advocate for lyrical mm-hmm. content. You know, I, exactly. I've always, I've often and always said that something can be heavy musically, mm-hmm. but it can equally be as heavy ideologically, exactly. Uh, lyrically.
1: Exactly. And that's always the thing. Exactly. Exactly. You hear a band. And uh you can take that that lyrics can take you to that next level. I used to love to sit down and look at the album cover but actually go through the lyrics. If you listen to even early day wasp when they started getting out of the, the gore stuff, Blackie Lawless was actually a phenomenal writer. When he got into the Crimson Idol area, uh that's another guy that you just listen to the words and you're speaking to somebody who's who's putting their life down into their pages, which now be you know, wouldn't be album covers or digitized, but Back then I used to look at the album covers and go, okay, let's go a little deeper. And then you got to know the band and it, and it actually resonated with what you do in life. And that's, that's what I was kind of influenced by. So certain bands appealed to me. Some bands you just, you hear and you like and they just don't have any, you know, lyrical content, but some bands you just gravitate to the whole picture. You know, like, well, you're going to get it all. You know, you're not just getting good music. You're getting good lyrics, too.
0: Right. You know, and people rag on Kiss for that. Like, everything's uh, (laughs) sex, drugs, and, and partying. And that's pretty right? much the the expansion of their of their lyrical content. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a place for that too. I said oh, just yeah. good
1: old fun music, I suppose. But you know, yeah, I mean, that's just never been me. <laughs> I
0: always I always imagine what would it be? What would the world be like if Kiss performed Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there wouldn't be one, <laughs> <laughs> right? It'd be three and a half minutes, and there would be a lot of. Ah, from paul stanley all <laughs> right <laughs> so if you if you don't mind my asking what was the song that uh, what what that song you, we speaking of that you uh that you wrote that the people used oh, and kind of and, and made it off of
1: um actually the name of it now uh, you, you're it in my memory now that's a thousand songs later um
0: or the band called... that did it
1: Oh, the band that did uh, it—they're—they're—they're glam rock band from LA. Uh, They tour with Laws Rocket, and I just is fleeting me the name of them. They only did like two tours, but they did make it. Um, If I just fleeting me the name of them, because their name is—it's two words. um, But if I can think of it, I tell you, they're not huge. They did make it. They didn't make it past the two albums. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I mean, hey, it's something, right?
1: It's something. It's something. I never bra- I never bragged about it, though, because they didn't make it big. They just made it. I'm like, well, if they made it big and they hit gold, and you see it on the top 40, it would have made something. <laughs> I would have said, hey, that's my song.
0: <laughs> if you could have written any other album or song from another band, what would it be?
1: From another band? Yeah. You mean for a band
0: or? From somebody else. Like if you sit there and could say, damn, I wish I I really would have written that, what would it be?
1: Man, I really never even thought about that. Um, You mean a song that's just uh, something that just wish I had my my hand on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm.
1: Wow. Wow, that's that's a lot of material to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Heaven and Hell, man. I'd say Heaven and Hell from Black Sabbath.
0: As in the album or the song? The song, oh, the song, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I can say that, yeah. Uh, especially when that part, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, it's a it's a Tony Aomiism where he, mm-hmm. you know, everything's done in the in kind of like mm-hmm. the E, but like when mm-hmm. he gets to the to that chorus part, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something completely different, and that's where I think mm-hmm. that's where. Mm-hmm. It differs from Seventy Sabbath with Ozzy. Of
1: course, of and course. When he gets to no. the
0: when he gets to the chorus part, mm-hmm. it, it, it's
1: a build. Up. It's a build up. It takes you on a journey, and, and it's it may be simple today's age with music, but if you listen to it, it has so much texture, and it's got so much melody. So you go from the lyrics all the way down to the guitar. You're just you got the whole package, and it just takes you for a ride. You know, uh, so even today, it's just one of those songs you can you can crank up and it's be just as good as it was the first time.
0: Absolutely. Very. Yeah. I mean, it's I can go back and listen to it any mm-hmm. any day of the week, I think, honestly, yep. because it's still just there's something grab about it. Right. Right. Uh, it's and, that deal with me for that. No, mm-hmm. oh, very much. I don't think, even if they had survived with Ozzy through that time period, mm-hmm. I don't think that would be where
1: they wouldn't went. Have been, wouldn't have been the same. And, and I love Ozzy, but he's made for the songs he sang. And I think that was made for Ronnie's time. It was just the perfect combination of them being together.
0: Right. Uh, just, Heav- yeah. Heavier Sabbath.
1: A heavier Sabbath, yeah. Just what would you do if you became a little more metal? That's what happened there. Very much. Do you, so that would be that be one of them.
0: <laughs> do you listen to yourself musically, as in a from a fan perspective rather than a critique perspective?
1: Honestly, it's really hard for me because uh, I I spend so much time doing the rest or re-recording or you know trying to perfect certain parts. I can hear it when I'm making it, but the problem is I have trouble judging my own stuff. So I instantly ask somebody else, "What do you think?" you know, give me an honest shot. Do you, do you like this? You know, is it listenable? Because I can't do it to myself. I, it, for some reason, it's just, uh, I, I don't know if it's, it's the, You're too close to it. it, too close to it. Maybe it's too personal, but in a way, maybe it's, it's your misconstrued. I've heard it too many times to get a fresh ear on it. So I can't go to it and go, wow, you know, I do like it and I love making this song. I could do that with with certain songs. You know, I got a song called Hangman. That's my personal favorite of this whole album because I'm emotionally invested in that song. But there's probably other good songs on there and I can't go, hey, you know, with a fresh year, what does it sound like for the first time? Because I played it a hundred times. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's hard to do that. I get it's really that. hard. Yeah, I
0: get that, which actually you kind of answered my next question in that as well. It's like, do you have mm-hmm. a favorite song that, you, that you've ever done? And especially for this album, Hangman, that, that's yep. cool. I I look forward to seeing that or hearing that. Yeah. Rather.
1: Well, well, that's my rhyme, Ancient Mariner, which would be another one of the songs I wish I wrote as well. It's 14 um, minutes. No. <laughs> <let's see. laughs> well, it's close. It's 11 and a half. So. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. love long, long songs like that. <laughs> well, you're
1: getting that with this one. It takes you on a journey, too. You know, they're the great
0: for the cardio.
1: Sure, sure. You know? I mean, if if you like having certain grooves that, that you lose time when you're listening to it, that's kind of when I got here. When I was playing it, I'm going, man, I just need to repeat this for a little bit, but I need to dig it a little bit farther. There's a lot of variety in it, but it still goes back to a certain place. Where it kind of grabs you and takes you back. So I fell in love with this one. I like the message because it's kind of taken from a, a different perspective. Nobody's ever thought of. Oh, no.
0: right on. Yeah. Walk me through this. With all of the people who have recorded this album being away mm-hmm. from one another, that kind yeah. of puts a, a kind of a limit on live performance.
1: <laughs> not really, not at all. I mean, are you going
0: to have guest musicians come out, or are these, or the other people who performed on the album going to to come out and play shows? How does that? How does that work?
1: Both, both. Actually, <laughs> nice. Rob's Rob's willing to come out. Tim's actually willing to come out and actually sing some of the songs he's got, as long as the schedule's open. So that's kind of cool. Um, now I got local musicians that uh, are joining the flanks after the fact. Okay. Um, I got some friends that I used to play with that just came available after the recording part. And then just they're in love with the music already. And I'm like, well, if you got time, let's do some live shows this summer. So I started putting a few together uh, two of my friends. One's a double bass drummer, Chris Martinez. The other friend is Kef- Kevin Messman, and he's been a guitarist for a good 25 years and he's a good shredder. So he's capable of handling any of the leads on there if, if need be. And, uh, they both like the music, which is, which is better for me than not just hiring somebody to come play it. Um, they're in, they're involved. Let's just put it that way. Um, now have, yeah. So, you know, as far as the vocal part is, is the biggest part, you know, when you listen to a band, obviously you can't just throw anybody in and sing songs. So I am doing tryouts for a vocalist in case we need them for live shows. In the summer, if Rob was not available or if Tim couldn't sing his own songs, we need to have somebody that can identify with the same songs and sing just as well. So I am looking at somebody that can jam with us on a local basis. I got tryouts going. I actually have some pretty good guys that are actually kind of pulled up to the to the switch to try out. So, But I think what's going to happen is we'll probably play two or three shows. And I, I bet you I'll probably be able to have Tim play a couple of songs live, just as guesting. And uh, we either end up with a full-time new singer, or Rob's going to still continue to to play with me going forward. Because we had a really good working relationship, and he did a phenomenal job on the songs. That's great. Um, Now, he is is from out of the country, but he does have a visa, so it's not a problem flying here.
0: (laughs) Well... by the the time this is being recorded, it might be a problem. Well, (laughs) hopefully by the time this airs (laughs) on on the other hand, hopefully by the time this airs, it won't be that bad.
1: (laughs) Yes. This was thinking before the virus. Yeah. Yeah, Obviously. Right. Right. Change things. We don't know what summer will bring, but we're going to give you positive. I'm going to say that we're going to get out of this. All right.
0: Absolutely. And I hope so too. All right. So if you could have played a concert, From days gone past, Hmm. what would it be?
1: Me, me being live and being involved in a concert.
0: Uh, be yeah, like if you were like whatever band you like, Hmm. if this band you were able to perform at something, you know, people have said Hmm. uh, Isle of Wight. Somebody even said Woodstock '99. Um, (laughs) uh,
1: Well, I mean, okay, if if it was a different sound of music, I'd say Us Festival um 83 just because I was already there but I didn't play music there nice. um but I would say if I had to tour big band wise I would love to be on the Iron Maiden um somewhere in somewhere in time tour I would have loved to have been involved with that that would have been epic just to be in that lineup playing with them on that tour uh or the Power Slave tour either one um yeah
0: I don't know <laughs> I mean honestly I mean wouldn't it just be kind of like any maiden tour <laughs> because maiden they're, tour, cause they're all so on. epic. I mean, <laughs>
1: right. yeah.
0: You seeing them on like maiden England and then, yeah. you know, 30 years later when it's the maiden England, like <laughs> sure. remake and yeah. you know, it's, I, I
1: yeah. gave you a cop out answer cause that's pretty easy. <laughs> You're right. No, no.
0: I mean, but that's, that's what it is though. Uh, it's true. Yeah. yeah all mean, it's, concerts it's, are good. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, Mm-hmm. you want to you just want to to do that yep you know? and i could the and other, i can relate to that
1: the other the other thing i would have loved to do and this is when uh, nevermore played with uh when death was still touring oh wow and uh when chuck Schuldiner was around i would have loved to have been just flying the wall, been a part of that just the up-and-coming band just to be involved um you know, there was a mastermind and a musician that just isn't known to a lot of people this day and age. Chuck Schulder was a gift to this world. He was creating a new genre of music. And he was never intended to scream vocals over. He wanted a melodic vocalist doing stuff that he was playing on top of. And he was on the pinch of doing it before it got his brain tailoring. So he was taken from the world way too soon.
0: Very much. I, yep. yes. Very much on that.
1: So would have loved to have done that.
0: All right, so now everybody's fun part, you know the uh, the generalization questions here.
1: Okay.
0: So, um, do you have a favorite film? Oh boy, Braveheart, man! <laughs> Absolutely. Easy. Yeah, that's that's totally cool because I, uh, you know, before everything happened, uh, Fathom Events was mm-hmm. screening of the twenty mm-hmm. uh, a twenty fifth anniversary showing of Braveheart in their in their theaters. So it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's awesome. I totally got would everything. Have, totally would have wanted to see that in a theater. Yeah. So.
1: It gets your blood pumping anytime you want to watch it. it oh gets absolutely.
0: Your uh very cool. Very cool mm-hmm. cast in that, you know. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, until later on that uh the guy who plays Hamish is
1: mm-hmm. the
0: guy who plays Mad Eye Moody in the Harry Potter series.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Man, crazy. <laughs> movie nerd stuff here. <laughs> imagine that
0: um, yeah. well it's a
1: metal music minus the metal music oh yeah yeah you can, metal movie i yeah. could
0: totally see maiden yeah. you know doing something over that or, the trooper yeah the trooper in 1200 AD you yeah. Know? Yeah. It, w- it wouldn't
1: have been a british thing it would have been uh with the skirts yeah
0: exactly yeah uh, do you have a favorite food
1: uh lasagna man Gotta go, lasagna. Yeah, my mom made the best lasagna. Uh, Nobody's beat it since, but I love getting good lasagna.
0: But but you're always looking for someone to try, right?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, try it. Try to beat it.
0: Try to beat it. (laughs) What's your ultimate jam?
1: Uh, Ultimate
0: jam? Yes.
1: Hmm. Ultimate jam. Like just a music comp or just, I mean, cause that could mean a lot of things.
0: And what, yeah, musically, what would be your favorite jam? What is, you know, what would be all, something that always finds its way back to your, whatever media you use, if it's LPs, MP3s, CDs, tapes, cause they're oh, coming
1: man. back. Man, <laughs> that's rough because, you know, I was really kind of in the borderline of the album to cassettes. So I had a huge collection of cassettes by the time I was really fully invested in music. So maybe my heart pulls the cassettes, but there again, they break a lot, right? You know, so once you lose them, you never got them back. You had an empty spot where you play. You know, oh, whoop, 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 whoop. You know yeah, <laughs> was playing. oh yeah, definitely. So or you the would the go to
0: you would go to rewind it, like if you did that thing when you were in high school with the pencil or the ink pen (laughs) and then you went and did it too fast and it and it mangled the tape (laughs) i done it it. (laughs) and it just mangled it
1: oh Oh, yeah day mom's things rising force. i did that what's this date ah (laughs) yep a black star in fact you couldn't hear any of black star oh wow (laughs) it was ruined
0: but but what uh what Album or song constantly finds its way back, whatever medium mm-hmm. it is, to your, to oh, your man. player.
1: That comes back to my players. You mean a song that survived through the album period?
0: Yeah, from you know whatever it is that you want to, you know, if it's rhyme of the ancient mariner, is that the song that you always listen to, oh, or man. if it's you know, or if it's That's so uh, hard, you know, something off of screaming for vengeance or.
1: Honestly, and, and this is kind of crazy Because I was thinking a lot of new music lately It's kind of been spinning But if it goes from the 80s I would have to say Because that's kind of my primary I think is the 80s I would have to say I would love to say something off Painkiller, But I had to go farther back I would say Some Heads Are Gonna Roll Because I think that song in itself just, Just, oh man Anytime I It just pumped me up all the way through high school that's just a song. It, it just It's a good song. It's strong. I'm thinking about doing a cover version live when we play live. Actually, up some heads are going to roll, doing a new metalized version of it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like this, a new recreation of it, just to give homage to it. I love that song. I love it.
0: Definitely. Um, so what's your guilty pleasure musically?
1: Hmm. You'll be but uh, be the one of those bands you do not talk about. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be? Honestly, um, oh, man. All right, let me think real hard. I, I try don't want to take too long. There's actually a, a guy. Uh, he's actually a, he's like a Christian rapper. His name is NF, and I'm not a, not a rap fan. Trust me, I'm a metalhead. But but this guy had a something. My my daughter was list, uh, turned it on to me for a quick second, and we had. I have a nice system in my. Mind. In my truck. And uh just put it on. It was really good. It was just atmospheric, you know. It was if metal was kinda of rap type of thing, it just he was more talking than he was rapping. It was interesting, you know. I liked it. There's a guilty pleasure for it, shoot me. You know. Oh whatever.
0: no. Hey. I, you know, <laughs> I've had people say Lady Gaga, I've had people say Billy Eilish, so and maybe <laughs> and, and they're metal heads. So I totally there you, go. And and that's you know what it is. Yep. Do you have Yeah so that's my you know, you've been playing a long mm-hmm. time. You you quit playing for a long time. As for yep. the live aspect of things, do you have a Spinal Tap moment?
1: Oh, boy. Spinal Tap moments. You mean for the times that we were out live? Yes. I got one. Perfect. Actually, I do. Um, I would say it's probably around 1998, maybe 99. Uh, we were actually doing the Apparition thing, and uh, we're a four-piece. It's supposed to be five. And the singer that we had at the time wasn't really a good singer and we were trying to replace him. But we had a, uh, uh, a tryout, uh, or one of those, uh, what do you call them? You plug and play. It was a, it was a bar and it had like a jam night. And, uh, we decided to go out and just play without him, just, just to jam. Cause there's guys playing there with no singers or whatever. So we're like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And we knew a lot of the people were there. Um, so we're like, cool. We'll show up. So we had like 50, 70 people were going to show up just to see us, you know. Um, just friends of ours and we go in to get ready and uh this is a doofus moment for me. <laughs> I go up in there and I got my Digitech RP twelve, you know, my plug and play all multi effects processor and got my Charvel guitar, my Jackson, that was right before Charvel and Jackson. And uh all signed up, ready to go and and uh, my drummer, he's kind of missing beats a little bit. And I'm like, what's wrong, man? Are you ready to play live? I was just kind of giving him a hard time. Really, it was me that was probably nervous. And uh, I get ready to play, and I we start going. And uh, I'm not hearing my guitar all of a sudden. I'm looking around, and everybody's kind of, oh, that's pretty cool. And they're just kind of bobbing their heads. And I'm going, man, my guitar, I don't hear anything. And I go down there, and I, I'm messing with this thing. And I'm supposed to be the biggest part of the song, you know, I'm on carrying the melody (laughs) and there's nothing going on. And I'm looking back, I'm like, all right, right, pause. Hang on, we gotta check this out real quick. So we stop and then my sound comes back. So we start playing again. Sure enough, my sound disappears again. I get into the to the chorus and it's gone. (laughs) Nothing I'm looking around. And I go through and start pulling wires and everybody's like, Oh man, what's going on with these guys? Just feel like an idiot. Then I go down there and go, wait a minute. I bet you my battery's dead. (laughs) I didn't have a spare 9-volt. Nobody had a 9-volt. Oh, no. Uh, It was electronics, man. (laughs) Nobody in the building. I had to get on the microphone and go, does anybody have a 9-volt battery that I could borrow? (laughs) So I ended up actually getting one. About 10 minutes later, I borrowed it from another guy's guitar. We ended up doing two songs and getting out of there.
0: Oh my gosh! It was, you know, it was it was fun. It, it's it's moments like that 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 make you make you stay humble. I think. As a <laughs> well, musician. we had a good laugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's always and and here we are twenty years later, and some some guy on a podcast goes, "What's your spinal tap moment?" and you and you can say that you know.
1: (laughs) Exactly, I'll never not go without a nine volt battery in any of my electronic guitars. Never, let's just put it that way.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Uh, Yeah, I actually hit a, uh, um, like a block on Mm -hmm. on stage for for a pedal. And where it was plugged into an extension cord. Yeah. And I yeah. stepped on it and slid. And oh, wow. almost did the splits. Oh man. It yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I tape that stuff down now. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. Well at least you came back from it. It could have been worse, I suppose. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it would have been terrible.
1: <laughs> well, David Lee Rock used to do it all the time.
0: Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> but didn't he like Crack itself in the skull with a with a sword. Yes, he did.
1: Sure. Yes, he did. <laughs> he cut it pretty bad too. Yeah,
0: that's what I yeah. no. was. What, what is your greatest achievement as a musician?
1: Oh man, as a musician, Good grief, I haven't achieved what I want to yet. Um, I don't know if I ever will achieve what I want to on music. But currently, but, though, currently, just getting honestly getting this full album done, and knowing that I'm going to be doing a second album like right behind this one. That for me, I'm am happy about because I wanted to do this 20 years ago. It just nobody was available. It just was a bad time for it, and the the things weren't right. The timing wasn't right. and Now the timing's right. I don't care how old I am. It's just it's it's a place where I feel like I'm in my prime again, and uh I want to get it out as quickly as possible. I want to get all these riffs that I'm hearing in my head and uh get it down. I don't think I don't think I think the metal community is accepting to something that sounds good. And for me, just to do it, just to get it out and say, you know what? I hope my grandkids will, will be able to hear this and go, you know, I'm I'm proud to do this grandpa or whatever. You know, that's good enough for me. I don't need fanfare or nothing like that. But just to know that I was able to put something that's good and listful. I can hear 10 years from now and go, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I did that. That's enough for me.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's, yep. yes, 100%. Yeah. Yep. If heaven or hell exists. Mm-hmm. what would you like to hear when you get to wherever you think you're going?
1: Oh, it's definitely going to be heaven. Number one, <laughs> I don't plan on going South, man. I'm not giving fire. You are the first um,
0: person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is like, I'm going to hell.
1: No, <laughs> Nope. Nope. no. Nope, nope. I'm not excited to get there. I'm going to pack my bag. and head that direction. <laughs> right. But well, what would not you like to hear? More. Oh man. Oh, uh, Gosh, there's too many songs to hear. I think I'm actually going to be able to hear a turntable of all my favorite songs, uh, minus the ones like King Diamond that, uh, you know, obviously God ain't going to be happy about me playing Abigail in heaven, but you know, um, uh, yeah, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a musical paradise to me. So I can't really give a, a specific song, quite honestly. There's too many that come into my head. There's too many. And you know, I'd be kind of like selling some of my best bands short because there's too many.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Before we go, um, so tell everybody again that the album release is going to be?
1: I actually pushed it back because of the uh, virus and stuff going on. We're going to release it, I believe, the 24th. So we we get more time.
0: The 24th of April. 24th of April.
1: Yep. Right. Yep. So that is release date. Full album. Be everywhere.
0: All right, and it's going to be of course on like Spotify, iTunes, CD Baby, Bandcamp, I'm assuming all of that everywhere. All of those everywhere. places.
1: Everywhere. And you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can go to melodyandmetal.com. The website'll have links for that as well.
0: Awesome. And are there any shout-outs you want to give?
1: Um I would like to just I'll give a shout-out to Roxy for for being uh, being a fan and a, a – uh a great rep for, for the band right now. She's out there working hard to uh, get the music out. So I certainly appreciate that. And any future fans, we got anybody to give it a listen. We appreciate it. That's all that matters Just hopefully we can give you some more of this. So. Awesome.
0: And, Guy, I thank you very much. And we will see you a little bit farther on up the road. And hopefully we can get you to come down to Louisville and do a show down here. Awesome, brother. All right. I'm happy to do it. And yep. And before we go, this is Where Echoes Go featuring Ripper Owens. 1973 Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky featuring world renowned artists and piercers currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington a staple point in the tattoo community learn more at tattoocharlies.com set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway our tattoos are done while you wait